Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Cass. Hi, my name is Cass. I'm a compulsive overeater and grateful member of the program. Um, And thank you. (laughs) So it's so good to be in this room. Um, I haven't been here in a while. Um, I'll just keep it straight to um, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. I was talking to somebody earlier and uh, I I just expressing my gratitude for uh, living life in this program and allowing the 12 steps to grow me up because that's what's happened since I've been here. And um, it's like with each year, I just feel even more grateful because I I remember listening to the newcomers like my first time in this meeting and the the clapping and the saying your name and everything. It was just horrible. And now it's just such a celebration that, you know, to be able to do that with newcomers um, in my gratitude. So um, I'm going to share what it was like and, and what I can relate to um, for the as early as I can remember, which I don't remember that early because I found food really early. <laughs> so there's a lot of fogginess for me. Um, but I remember the first... I remember the day that I correlated this really icky, kind of eerie thing in the pit of my stomach uh, that I didn't like feeling and connecting the fact that when I ate food or certain concoctions of food, it's like I took away this thing in the pit of my stomach. And I mean, it was like an aha moment that I, I, I related that and I thought, wow, I found something really magical here, you know, to take care of myself. And so since I was real young, I made that connection. I grew up in a really big family, and um, I didn't talk to anybody about this. I just had this little thing figured out, and that's how I went about my little young life was, you know, getting what I needed and just kind of continually taking the edge off that thing in the pit of my stomach, you know, which I've come to find out later was like a thousand forms of fear of all kinds of different things and feelings, but a lot of them, like there was fear at the bottom of it. Um, so that's how things started for me with food. Like I just found this friend and for whatever reason, I had a, like a little secrecy about it all. Like, I don't know why I had to be secret around it. I, you know, like I said, I was in a big family. No one was probably tracking what I was doing, but that was a component of my ism was you know, to hide this. And so I would be off on my little journeys, getting what I needed to take the edge off as a little kid. And so that's how it started for me. And then all I can tell you is it got a lot more complicated <laughs> as I grew up. Um, you know, I, I, I know the family I came from, it was incredibly important to make it look like you had it together on the outside. Um, all I can tell you is that's not what I felt like on the inside. So I felt like from a very young age, I was playing this game of feeling one way on the inside and feeling another way on the outside. And like the two of them never quite matching up. Like I was always 
off, <laughs> off that mark of being, you know, that kind of connection. And um, so the secrecy thing, you know, I, I'm just going to share this because I think I discovered this later on in, in abstinence, is that I think that whole hiding thing for me was, God forbid you see what I feel like on the inside. So I don't want you to see what I'm doing on the outside to try and cover up the thing that was on the inside. And, and that was like, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that was like, like one, of, one of the chip takers just talked about, you know, no wonder why I ate. It's like I was eating to stay away from that. You know, I was on the run, and it felt like I just had to keep – it turned into a sprint. Like it just had to keep picking my pace up because I was trying to outrun whatever that was that I wasn't looking at. So um, – Anyway, as I said, it just got more and more complicated for me. Uh, I got out, you know, as an adult out in my own, and um, my weight just went up and down 30, 40 pounds. I was very athletic, so I was able to keep running, <laughs> staying on the run, <laughs> and not have to face, you know, what was really going on on the inside for me. And what happened to change me is, like, God doing for me what I wouldn't have been able to do for myself because a friend at work asked me if I would come <coughs> support her in something that was really important to her and I was sure so I found myself sitting in the back of an OA meeting watching her <laughs> take her 30 day chip and I was like what like I I couldn't believe it because I knew this person really well and I watched her in 30 days like I don't know what was going on with her but something was happening that I was like, yeah, sure, and and I sat in that meeting, and I had no idea what you guys were talking about, you know, like, when you were clapping, when you were laughing, like, it wasn't funny, and, and but I did take away that thing, that, like, that attraction, not promotion thing, like, I, I people's eyes were clear, they were, like, making eye contact, <laughs> they were telling the truth, which I couldn't believe, you know what you were talking about because we don't talk about that kind of thing uh so and then someone got up and told my story very specifically and so then the next week i asked my friend if she needed support again because <laughs> that's the self-esteem i had and she said sure so she helped me out and um and so i've been coming ever since to these rooms uh you know in the beginning um I started with a very structured way of eating, which was suggested to me by the sponsor that I had. And all I remember is that <laughs> all of a sudden there became a lot of daytime when you're not eating <laughs> all the time. I mean, the day just kept going. Like, it was still today, you know. And, and that was, it was, it was fascinating. Like, and that's what I saw in other people's eyes, that clarity, you know, that was happening. And so I, I just like to share because my story is I made it to like 29, 28, 29 days, like a series of these things. And then all of a sudden I got to like close to that 30 day thing and then life was happening <laughs> and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was like, well, I got to take the edge off. Right. So, so that was my experience. Like I didn't understand. So, okay how do I muster this thing up? How do I do this thing? And, you know, because life is hitting me now when I didn't allow it to before. And then that's when my sponsor gently said, well, that's what the steps are for and let's get going. And so um, that's for me when really things really started to change because uh, 
as I said, the steps have really just grown me up. And, and, um, and I got to start uh, telling the truth. That's what happened. And realizing that of and by myself, I could not do this thing and that there was a power greater than me that I could do this with. But my problem was I never had a problem with the power greater than me. I was, I was with it, you know. But I didn't have access to this power. I did not understand, like, am I supposed to sit in my room and try and, like, figure out this connection with this power greater than me? I, I, didn't, I didn't have access is all the best way I can say it. And, and then my sponsor, you know, she said, just trust me. Trust me. Just do the next indicated thing. And it's all designed like this for a reason, right? You just do the next indicated thing. And so I trusted her because, you know, she told my story. And I was like, well, she's doing it. And she's got a lot of years. So that's for me when, you know, I got into... Um, the inventory for me was so important because... I had no, you know, the, it says like we should take an accurate uh, inventory of like what's on the shelf. Well, I had no idea what was, what's on the shelf of Cass, you know, because I, I didn't stay long enough to find out. Like I wasn't really interested. I was more outwardly invested like I grew up learning, like just make it look good on the outside. And um, so I got the opportunity to really look like what I do in situations with other people, <laughs> um, which I come to find out is very confusing because, well, fear makes you do a hundred different things, you know, and, and so I got to see what I do in relationships, how, you know, you didn't do what I liked, even though I didn't tell you what I wanted, and you didn't figure it out, so... I cut you out and you don't understand why you're out <laughs> and I'm spending a lot of energy trying to cover myself you know it's just all that all that layering of confusion like when I first started doing my inventory my sponsor's like just call it in a line just call it like whatever it is you know and I wanted to write and write and write and write and I couldn't I didn't have the capacity to like take away all the layers you know until I could get down to what was really the truth and say what my part was in things and it became very um illuminating for me and I don't know about anyone else but my experience with my inventory is after I wrote enough of these things over and over and over again seeing it was happening time and time again all of a sudden I would get the opportunity in real life for the same scenario to happen right in real time and go like oh this is really interesting like and having that little bit of grace, you know, with not fogging out over my food, going like, How, what do you want to do in this situation? You know, maybe I have a moment to like do something different. And the, that happened a lot for me. And uh, I became grateful for those things because it was like the beginning of a spiritual experience of the slow variety, you know, of me waking up. So, um, yeah. And the fact that I would actually read this stuff to somebody else was not my idea of, you know, a good time. <laughs> but the funny thing, and the more I've been in these rooms, it's like, it's that laughter to me is just like a healing bomb now because, you know, it's like I, I laid all this out and my sponsor's like, is that it? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then she shared her experiences with me and then there was something like so sweet that happened for me after my, on my fifth step was that it's like the love and acceptance I got from uh, 
fully being honest and disclosing myself was uh, like a game changer for me. You know, it just allowed me to start telling the truth in ways that I, I never knew you could do. I, I had no idea you could do that. And the freedom that is like, you know, it says like, if you know, before we're halfway through, we're going to know how to handle situations that used to baffle us and have this freedom. Like I, I had freedom. I started to get a lot of freedom. And I'm like, hey, I want to protect. I like this thing. I like how this feels. So um, that was really powerful for me. I have to say, like, that was big. That, that got me going because at each step, like, as I'd read ahead, which was not, I don't recommend, um, you know, thinking where I was going to stall out because my pattern in my compulsive eating was, okay, I'm in the game of life, and when I get uncomfortable, I'm going to slide out, and I'll re-enter again, you know, when I'm ready. But it was usually about two steps behind where I left, and then the exit just became faster and faster, you know, from there. And um, so I was just grateful to, you know, have somebody who walked ahead of me and be able to come to meetings and hear people tell the truth. I think that really kept me going. So to, to be able then to move on to, you know, looking at my defects of characters, which for me, I get to, my, my sponsor told me, she's like, you know, it's like defective characters are like my defense mechanisms. Like all my fear, I just have all these defense mechanisms. And I had a whole array of them, you know, that, could, that I could apply to all these situations. And I got to look at it that way and see like, you know, based off my fears, like what I was doing, um, that I wasn't really intending to do, you know? It was just like a, a reflex for me to defend myself in the world. So, um, so what I was alluding to was the whole making amends thing. <laughs> and, you know, wasn't interested in that part of it. But, but smartly, she had me make the amends to myself first and really get to own clearly what I wanted to sit with myself with and forgive myself for and amend like how I was being with myself so that that really helped me because then I was able then to move on and and a step at a time with her direction uh to make the the amends I needed to make humbling and all uh, uh there's one I just like to share because I because now that I can laugh, because I, <laughs> I got to see what I you know, want to do, I had to make an amends for, um, I had to go in a store and for you know, stealing out of the uh, bulk bins, you know, my favorite thing when going shopping, start there first, and you know, then everything disappeared by the time I got up to the checkout stand. And um, so I had to go in and I was like, really, I have to do that? And my sponsor was like, yeah, you go do it. And so I went, and I had my whole spiel ready to do. And I got in there, and they said, oh, the guy is down aisle four, you know, down in the back, whatever. So I went down there, and I gave my whole spiel. And then he, I, he waited till I was finished. And at the very end, he said, could you come back on Monday? Because the manager's not here right now. And, and I was like, what? So I left, and then I got in the parking lot, and I called my sponsor. And I was like, she's like, come back on Monday. I'm like, what? <laughs> she says, it's not about, it's like, you know, that's what they ask you to do. Come back on Monday. So I'm like, 
got my I got I got myself back up again and I mean that's just funny, right? I mean it's just anyway. It was a good kind of beginning to do the much harder ones, you know, along the way. But um the whole point for me was, yeah, it's like it so took it to heart. Like I just don't want to do that anymore, you know? Like that's the whole thing. I just I just want to be honest with people and the quicker I can get to that, the better for me. So that's why for me a 10 step is so important. Um, I pretty much these days like to boil it down to uh, four things because I recognize now, because uh, I'm about 20, it's like 24 and a half years now that I've been standing from um, compulsive overeating binging, and the clarity, um, the freedom that I have, my nervous system does not tolerate being hung over what you know emotionally and covering my rear end the way I used to with telling you one thing and then telling you another thing and trying to keep straight what I told you and the, the whole thing I just my nervous system doesn't do well like I'm so in tune with my nervous system now that I get jangled and it'll it'll take me out for a couple of days like I'm just not that present so for me checking on like a a spot inventory for me can be like something's been lingering for a day or two. I usually have to say like, where am I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? It's usually one of those guys. And I need to look at that and either get it down on paper or talk to a a, a fellow or my sponsor. Because the cost of it to me now, it's too great. It's like, it's just too great of a cost for me to sit with that and um who knows what I'll do with it I get too squirrely like I just act out in some way you know um so then also for me like making conscious contact like I just wanted to share that like sort of some of the process with the steps because when I came in and said I, I believed in a power greater than me and I had no access I didn't know how to access that power the like it says in the in the work is by actually doing the do one step at a time the result ha- for me has been conscious contact with the power greater than me and being able to find out how to access that i have a very personal i have very practical connection it has to be practical for me because when I'm in a quandary, it's got to be practical. Like, I have to have something tangible that I can do, somebody I can call, uh, you know, a prayer I can say. And for me, that works really well. And, um, and then lastly, just being able to give back what I've been freely been given, working with others, um, for me, is just that thing that just keeps me grounded uh, on both ends. And, and for that, like, I'm just so grateful that a fellow... Um, walked me through and shared their experience strength and hope so I'm so grateful to be able to give back my experience strength and hope and as a result of that um I I want to share that like the the capacity that I have today to actually be on this standing on this podium knowing where I am looking you guys in the eye being relatively in real time um is a gift of of these steps and um because my my deal was I was always regretting the past 
or anticipating in fear of the future. And I was never here. I was never in here having this connection and allowing like just the grace and the gift of now to happen in real time because it was too scary for me. I didn't know how, what to do and how to do it. And so for that, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful and got a lot of time. So if, oh, thanks. If I, um, do I just stop and take questions if I'm done? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you've got at least till 610. You can stop and take questions. Maybe the questions will stimulate more of my story. So I think that's all I have to share. Just go into questions? Yeah, just pick them. Okay. Hi, thank you so much for your share. Um, sure. Do you have a food plan? Um, Can you repeat the question? Uh-huh, sure. Do I have a food plan? Um, so my food plan now is three meals a day and, and two snacks. Um, I don't. There's nothing that I, I mean, I tend not to eat certain things, but I don't have, a, it's mainly from compulsive eating and binging is my abstaining. Will you talk a little bit about sponsorship, how you found your sponsor, the sponsor you have now, and how you sponsor? Mm-hmm. So ask me to talk a little bit about sponsorship, how I found my sponsor, and how I sponsor. So, um, well, I found my sponsor at a meeting. My first sponsor, as I said, told my story, and I worked with that sponsor for about two and a half years or so. And then um, we, this is interesting, like I, I, a lot of people got to share with me about how at a certain point, you know, you grow and maybe the connection, um, you're not feeling the same connection with that sponsor. And then I was encouraged, like, keep looking for other sponsors. And so then I found somebody else who, really had my story and I've been working with her for gosh 20 plus years now and then the way that I worked I've worked the program several different ways um I worked through uh the big book changing drinking to eating and I've worked in the OA workbook I've worked um I probably four or five different ways with different lists of questions and things like that. Um, so I work, I talk, I work with my sponsees in different ways too, depending on if they want to go back around the steps again. Sometimes we we talk about what option do you want to work with this time, and um, they, I have my sponsees calling me initially. We we said each person's different in terms of their schedule, which I you know like the flexibility of that, and so. Um, but they typically have a service position. We, we talk, we meet to go through steps. Um, they outreach other people. Any other specifics? Okay. You mentioned you came from a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, how has 24 and a half years of abstinence changed your relationship with your siblings and family? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how has um, 24 plus years of abstinence changed my relationships with my family? Uh, it's, I have to say, it's really interesting. My, I tend to be in my family the one 
I have a connection with all my siblings and it's a really special relationship with each one and I, and I believe because of my capacity I don't just to to be honest with them and be direct with them uh, I have a, a lovely relationship with every one of my siblings which it's just such a gift and my and my parents um, I just feel like there's no we grew up in a um, as I said like making it look like everything's okay with a lot of like pretense and no one really I don't know it's baffling to me that nobody really talked about their feelings growing up in my family I mean it's just it's I mean I know a lot of other people have the same experience but when you just think about it like I'm I shared a room with my sister my entire life and we didn't talk about our feelings you know, and it's just it's fascinating to me but um but now I do with all my with all my siblings like they feel they feel very comfortable sharing with me and I feel really comfortable sharing with them uh, and I believe that's the gift of me being <coughs> awake and and present so it's been good I, I'm, I mean I think I also I'm a little bit lucky with my siblings that you know I'm not in the same I'm not in the same town as most of them so that probably helps too but um but I have a great relationship with my with my with my family and when they come out here quite a bit now and um they want to stay with me, so because <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, can do you work any other programs? And if you do, how do you make sure you work away with other <coughs> programs? So the question is, do I work any other programs? Um, yes, I work another program, um, which was which was uncovered here when my sponsor said, "Wow, you really seem to be other focused." <laughs> And I was like, that's what I'm eating over. Uh, so, so yeah, so I found my, my spot in another room and um, it's, it's taken me on a deeper journey uh, to really get under like what, you know, where my food stuff started way back when. So there's no, you said, how do I work both? How do you make sure you keep in touch with your OA program while working well, Luckily, my sponsor is in both, so <laughs> that's how it works for me, yeah, and some of my fellows, too. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Um, I really related to what you talked about from childhood, like having that compulsion early on. Um, I'm just wondering how you addressed that came up in your steps and how, how that affected, like, what you saw from that time and what you up in your steps. So... Just say a little bit more. It's so basically, so like, how did you address the child stuff in your step work? Okay. So um, the question was, how do I, how did I address the child stuff that came up in my step work? And uh, just by, I mean, I, I think it was a progressive thing because I wasn't aware of how much I had when I, you know, that was going on until like a little bit at a time in my inventory so much got uncovered about where was where were my fears coming from and um and and how were they dealt with and what are my old ideas like I had a lot of old ideas fixed old ideas about how things either were supposed to be or were until I uncovered the truth about what was really going on with me and when I could own you know 
what was the bottom line of my either my resentment resentment or my fear um I got to look at square on and and I think probably like I shared you know I found another place where that's <laughs> really helped me because I hear other people sharing their experience strength and hope and it's a slow it was a slow wash for me because it was pretty intense So the question was, um, when I said that I didn't, I believed in power greater than myself, but I didn't have access to that power. And the twelfth step tells us, you know, as a direct result of working the steps, we can find that. And and how, what was my experience? Did my connection change or shift? And um, yes, I think it became for me my um, my uh, conscious contact became much more personal than what I grew up with um, that was outside of me, like that I, it just, that concept of um, it being so practical and so accessible inside of me or, you know, in a meeting or in a fellow or whatever that was for me, um, it, my, my conscious contact got to, to the point where, um, yeah, I could be anywhere and I can access that power uh, as long as I was willing to ask and then listen and stick with it and practice. Like, because to me, it's a relationship. And like I said, I didn't have a lot of experience in intimate relationships with what I was doing. It became a very intimate relationship where I just needed to spend time. And as I spent more time, it became stronger and stronger and, and really more of a natural connection for me. Thank you for sharing. Can you, um, you said you were an athlete growing up, and then can you talk about exercise then and exercise now? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so can I talk about, seeing that I was an athlete, can I talk about exercise then and exercise now? Uh, so, Exercise then, uh, as a kid, and having no, um, none of my joints talking back to me, <laughs> I felt pretty free to do whatever I wanted to do, and now that I've matured, um, I can't do the type of things that I used to do anyway, and my body doesn't like impact, so um, I found a a gentler, easier, loving way for me to exercise now in a way that really works for me. It's very moderate. Uh, you know, I maybe exercise for like 30 minutes at a time. And I mean, specifically, I love to swim, um, hike, walk, bike, those types of things. But it's, it's very moderate and the intention behind it is 
some of them for me, like swimming is very meditative for me. So I feel very connected to my higher power and to a lot of things when I'm, when I'm exercising now, as opposed to having an intention that exercise is getting me, you know, is burning something off or, uh, or, or I'm getting away from something. Um, it's got a whole different feeling for me now. It's a very, con- it's, it's so much more connectedness now than it is sort of, taking the edge off or checking out for me. Yeah. Do you have a morning routine when you do daily to touch Mhm. So what is my morning routine? Uh, yes. I get up and um, I do a little bit of movement, like I have like a sort of a yoga practice. And in, within that I've got, uh, I say some prayers uh, and I I read a couple books, and and I sit in a meditation. Various like these days, it's probably about ten minutes uh, before I'm out the door. But then I do a couple of formal meditations throughout the week um, that are specific meditations that I've now realized help me tune in even more. So, and then I do at night if. I said something's been lingering, like this brief 10-step uh, inventory. Do you still have urges to engage in behaviors? And if you do, like, what do you do to fight that? Behaviors of eating, I'm assuming you're... <laughs> <laughs> so the question was, do I still um, engage in behaviors? And, or urges to engage? Or urges to, yes. Um, urges to engage in behaviors with eating. And what do I do to okay, stop that? Or um, so uh, yes, not you know n- nowhere near as what it has used to be, but um, yeah, when things really scary things happen, I think it's still a reflex in me to think oh, like there's this instinct of like how can I take the edge off? It, it's just a quick reflex that I have, and um, so I've learned that that comes really quick and. <laughs> I gotta slow myself down, uh, make an outreach call, say a prayer, write something down, do something different. Um, so yeah, the answer is sometimes, and 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 yeah. I mean, really, what it is is like it's pause. There's like a pause button in me that knows. And sometimes I just need to reflect on my gratitude for, like, I have, how can I say it? I have sometimes problems in life, right, that are those kind of problems that I would never had problems before because I wasn't engaged enough in my life, you know? So the, the just sitting back and, and usually, you know, outreaching or sitting still long enough for that thing to pass usually has worked for me. Anybody else? Um, has your weight fluctuated in your abstinence and has your ab- has your food plan over the time getting, you know, longer abstinent and older? Has that changed for you? Can you talk a little bit sure. about that? Um, has my weight fluctuated and has my, as I'm getting older, has my, 
abstinence cha changed or? Yeah. Yeah. Food My food plan, yeah. Yeah, all of that. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> it, it, once the hot flashes hit, uh, yeah, the, I got a little extra, um, I definitely gained a few extra pounds. Um, so, um, what do I want to say about that in terms of, you know, I pretty much kept the, the similar guidelines of three meals a day and two snacks, um, but I have noticed that I don't, I never really, I mean, since I've been abstaining, I never felt really good with um, white flour, sugar type products like those. Not that I don't ever have them, but they just make me very groggy. And there's a cost to be, for me to be paid with that afterwards. I, I don't feel good. I don't sleep well. Um, so I tend to not eat so much of that kind of thing. Um, and... I, I mean, I th yes, I think I'm going to have to keep adapting my, uh, not necessarily my food plan, but the amounts of food that I eat are, are probably going to have to be monitored as I keep maturing because I realize like I'm not as active as I was and um, I like how I feel. So I'm motivated to continue trying to find the balance between that, but it's been a challenge in that uh, you know, it's, I, I just—I I mean, it's just good to be able to talk about it with with my fellows because you know it's like, yeah, you hit a certain age and things change, <laughs> and uh, so I'm just in the midst of that, figuring that out now. Okay.